Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night, Jay Binkley. And the Night Owl himself, Night Owl Nick Price. I should have just slept here last night. It's a good nice ring to it. Yeah, I'm down for it. You had old bulldog Chris Bubich last night. Hey, man, I was proud of that guy getting through four-ish innings last night. That's why they call it. Well, they don't call him the bulldog. We do. We do. That's why On we this call night him show, the bulldog. The bulldog. Because he is a bulldog. He goes out there against the Tigers a couple weeks ago. Gives up some runs. Stayed in it. Said he learned his lesson. They got to stop the bleeding, though, bro. Four-game losing streak. Brad Keller. Big baby Brad Keller tonight. Versus Griffin Canning. Canning's 4-4 four and four to 5-8-2, by the way. With Brad Keller, check this out. It's from Holtzy over at Bally. Royals have won each of his last five starts. He is 4-0 over that span. But they've won the game's last five. Last five road starts for Big Baby. Four and one with a 3 2 9. 27 and third innings pitch, 27 Ks. So, what you got to do, man? Keller's got to stop the bleeding. Right now, with Duffy out, this is the big dog. This is why he was your opening day starter anyway. Because he's got to carry this rotation. And part of that responsibility is stop the bleeding. Hell, it happens to baseball teams all across this league. You see what happened to the Cardinals against the Reds, that four-game series? Reds swept them. Got to stop the bleeding before you go to Oaktown. Oakland's playing good ball. But the Angels, we can say what we want about their pitching. The timely hitting, Nick, as you saw last night. The Angels, by the way, 273 average with runners in scoring position. Best than the majors. Are they all home runs like last night? They hit a lot of them. 268 with the runnings in scoring position and two outs. 
So if there's two outs, man on, 268 average, tied for first in the American League. You would think they'd be better than what they are. But I'll say this, Otani, that guy, that guy gives probably, Chris Bubich had to be thinking about that at night, man. What Otani did to him was nasty, man. It's illegal in 47 states what he did to him. Is that dude just not a mile? I mean, 470 feet. I mean, this guy pitched. I mean, incredible what we're seeing. But 470 feet. And I get it. We can look at some of these home runs. We can talk about the ball being dejuiced. Look at Perez, though. Perez is the master at the home run plus 430. He's won the 450 category. Like, we've seen tape measure shots when the weather is right. So, dejuice the ball or juice the ball, we can think what we want. But we've seen some monster shots in baseball this year. That was clearly one of them by Otani. But the Angels this year, as you think about the Kansas City Royals, remember yesterday had a little stat on the Angels and Royals, Nick? Holty put out a new one the day. The Royals went 19-10 and 10 versus the Angels from 14-17. to 17. But since 2018, the Angels have dominated KC with a 13-5 and 5 record. Seven of the last eight at Angel Stadium. It's up to the guy, Big Baby Brad Keller. I will say this. Like, Bubich wore one for the team last night. Like, you've got to have this. And I know the Royals, this point thing to me, Nick, is they went under 500 again. And that's, like, that's tough to swallow because it's always fun to watch the chase to getting back to 500 for the Royals. And they slip back behind. But this is kind of a major league trend that you're seeing with a lot of teams. I mean, we look at through the Kansas City Royals through kind of a microscopic lens because of what they do, but other teams have these type of streaks as well. You know, I mentioned those St. Louis Cardinals have slipped to just, they're just one game over 500. Remember when they were crushing everything and killing everything? They were having a good year. Well, they've come back to the pack a little bit. They're in third place now in the NL Central. These Angels are 29 and 32. Not much different from the Royals record. Royals are 29 and 30. Angels have played more games, but the Royals face Oakland next. And Oakland's 37 and 26 leads that division. But you know, Denny Matthews says expect the unexpected. Like bad teams do beat you at the time. And then the Royals would go out. Just remember when they get swept in Detroit. And then they hammered, well, they didn't hammer, but they beat the Brewers at home. They beat the number two ERA in the National League two straight games. And we're like, oh, here we go. Here's the Kansas City Royals again, doing what they do. Some interesting stuff. By the way, the Miners yesterday, Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt Jr., he'll be on the show tomorrow because we're doing 6-10 day tomorrow. Where Carrington and Rob are coming with Alex Gold at 6 a.m. Well, it's 5.58. Hope they know that. 5.58 to 10 a.m. See, that asked me, too. He says, what time should I get here in the morning? He's like, I don't know, man. Depends on how much you guys play in the night. I mean, you are playing a lot of it tonight. Get in here maybe at 4.30. Not don't come walking in the door probably at five fifty eight, man. You know, you gotta get here early and play. You've done that show before, haven't you? Nick? Yeah, I've done it a few times. I've done it. I've done it. I'm four thirty, like if you if you've got a decent amount of work done, four thirty is totally doable. I now told- for me though, I'm I'm the kind of guy who's like, let's try to do everything the night before, and then I can roll up at like five fifteen, five thirty, something like that. Like enough no- time to get a bang. Like knowing gold, he's probably already taking a nap, don't you think? Oh, like yeah. he set his timer, like he's napping. Then he's probably going to work on the show. He'll go to bed early. Like I guarantee you, Gold, just knowing him, has this whole thing planned out. No doubt. 
He's had this planned out since he found out. He's probably going to get seat out to Google Docs so they can play in the show. And he, Rob, and Carrington are working on that. Fesco and I have some fun things up our sleeves. The Dust Man, Dirty Werewolf, your guy, mm-hmm. in with us. We've been we've been talking. We've been communicating between the three of us. You know, Bobby Wood Jr. joins us tomorrow. We'll ask him, should you step on home plate or not? I don't know how many times you watched the replay of that. <laughs> a few. It sure looked like he stepped on home plate. It didn't. Uh, how did he miss it? It's like it, he was on it. They even go. The umpire even goes and dusts off the plate. Well, the umpire, was, yeah, the umpire is like standing right over him, staring at the plate, and then dust it off. You'd think that they'd be able to get that call right. I mean, maybe with the angle. I mean, Bobby didn't throw a fit about it. I mean, he just went on with his business. And but that's what you got to do when you're a stud like that. Yeah, right. Baseball, you you forget what happened the day before. Right. Instead of a home run and a triple tonight, I'll. Or a home run, two home runs, home maybe, run and triple. But it'd be one ahead of Prado. Yeah, one ahead of the one guy that I think the alternate site did wonders for. You could say maybe Bobby Witt too. But playing cover, I'll ask Bobby Witt too because I'm curious. Like last year, I'm sure that was cool at the alternative site, but actually playing baseball games because they're playing six game series. It's much different. I'm curious if the umpire will apologize to him tonight. Like, hey man, I screwed up. You should have 11 home runs. You should be leading the Texas League. You know, my bad. My bad. I've told people personally, he if he hits home run again, which he's going to hit a bunch of them, you stand on home plate for at least three seconds. Like, you make your point known. You stand on home plate. Don't stomp on it. I know that people say, well, stomp on it like Robert Moore. It's Dayton Moore's kid in Arkansas because he stomped on it. I said, do you really want to do that, though? You remember what happened to Kendris Morales with the Angels when he had that walk-off? Shattered his leg. Right? You don't stomp on it. You step on it, maybe have Nick Prado do a fake selfie. Because he's always waiting in the on-deck circle. Then the argument comes up. Should players even have to go around the bases for home runs? As a traditionalist, I say yes. But again, we're talking about a sport that now has seven-inning doubleheaders. We're talking about the sport that puts somebody on second in extras. That's not traditionalism. Automatic walk to first base isn't traditionalism, is it? No. Because you, like me, like our fine listeners, 913-576-7610, have seen errant throws from pitchers to the catcher. It doesn't always happen, but sometimes happens. Like sometimes it does happen. It gets away. You've seen what happens when pitchers try to throw to bases. Like that's the most unbelievable thing in sports. I mean, they have pinpoint accuracy of the plate, but they can't throw it the first. Well, they try to throw it to second, and it goes into the outfield. Well, they air mount, air mount to second. Yeah. Would you be in favor of home runs saying, all right, because baseball's trying to speed it up, right? Trying to speed up the game. That's why they made, you know, attention to walk. Go ahead and take your base. Manages points. You hit your home run, you just go back to the dugout. Nah, man. You enjoy the trot. Yeah, the trot's great. I mean, like, that's what we do in beer league softball, but, right? Because we have an exactly. hour to play the games. Like... But tell me this, though, Nick, you're a younger generation. Tell me this. Yeah. If we walk, intentionally walk somebody and put him automatically on first, what's the difference between that and having the home run trot? I think it's just more like nobody finds enjoyment out of the game from watching a guy jog over to first base, but the home run trot is it's kind of rubbing it in the face of the other team and everything. I'm actually you know? with you. I'm actually like with it, you. It adds to the game. It adds to the spice of the game, and like the fans love it and everything. It kind of gives that – chance for the stadium to go crazy or for, you know, that just dead silence in a road game when you hit a home run. 
Like, there's just so many elements to the game that the home run trot adds. But that, touching like, home plate is like, thing. Yeah, remember, no, I mean, that's the old ridiculous. proximity rule at second base? Like, proximity rule, you were close to right. it. They countered it, you throw the first. Yeah. I mean, personally, as an umpire, I would I would just, all right, man. Because I would have said, I mean, that was too close to call. You know, he's too close to call. Thing? That was too close to call. Whether he was on it or not, I haven't watched it a bunch of times. My own personal opinion is, and, and it's not like one of those things where I look at it and say, well, maybe. No, he was on the plate. It's no big deal. It's minor league baseball. It doesn't matter. Right. But it's the, it's the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and, I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I totally get it if it's uh you know, guy busts out a double, but he didn't touch first base when he was rounding around. You throw it back to first, he's out, right? Like, that's totally fair with me. But when it comes to hitting a home run, I mean, like, the ball went out of the park. So, like, those four bases are yours. You're just doing the trot as a formality. It was pretty ridiculous, man. Well, I heard Cody Gold discussing this today. And they said, I don't know if it's someone text line or something else. I'd be shocked because text line... Well, we can argue whether they contribute or not. But I will say this. They said, well, he should have had to go back to third at least. Because they gave him a triple. Like, it's officially scored as a triple. So, again, like Nick Prado for a, you know, a recycle. <laughs> Could have done the same thing. He just not touched on plate and got his triple. Could have made it that simple. But, you know, you think about it. It's like, okay, now you have to go back to third. Like, I would buy into that. It'd be better than calling him out. Yeah, I mean, it makes he more got, sense. he got the damn hit. Right. He did touch And the ball's third. out of play, too. It's gone. You know, so it's you, not like the play's still going. It's not like you're going to get him out of third base with a right. slide or something else. You put him back on third. So you don't cost the team the run. I mean, it is interesting. They're doing all these things. I mean, the low levels, they're, they're, they're practicing putting the mound further back. Like to increase hitting. Like they want to see more of that. I mean, baseball's willing to do all these things. You know, when they added the first wild card, people were like, oh, we can't do this. And it worked. Then they had the second wild card, and they're like, oh, can't do that. And then you bring up shortening the season, it's like, no. But then again, are you fine with seven-inning doubleheaders? Are you fine with putting the guy on second base and extras? Are you going to be fine with the universal DH is what we're going to get? The new CBA will have that. You know why? creates jobs yeah like guys like Albert Pujols like he has no business still being in the National League no he is an American League DH and that's it but there's only 15 teams that would be interested in Albert Pujols right now and they've already filled that position you know that's a problem I'm just saying it's it's so weird man it's a dynamic going back and forth but it, it creates jobs it creates jobs on your roster and let's face it I know there's some people that Again, traditionals. Whether you traditionals or not, because baseball definitely not traditional anymore the way it is. Pitchers batting. I mean, I've seen so many pitchers pull a hammy or whatever. They're trying to run the first. You remember? I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in fourteen and fifteen, I don't remember which year it was. But Jeremy Guthrie was hitting in St. Louis, and he did this slide that was absolutely mm-hmm. horrible at third base. You're like, damn man, is he even going to get up? And he did. But it was a slide where you're like holding your breath. Go, that's our pitcher out there, man. That's our pitcher out there. Is he going to have to leave the game because he can't freaking slide? Right. The whole DH thing, Bink, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because, like, yeah, it's fun every once in a while when you see, like, Zach Greinke hit a home run or something like that or Bumgarner hit a home run. But, like, 90% of the pitchers out there 
are terrible at hitting. And so it's just an automatic out in your lineup. Yeah. And I Unless get you're it. Unless you're mad bum that Right, right. It. But, like, I get it when there's, you know, there's, like, an added element of strategy when it comes to, like, managing the game of the double switch and, you know, Am I going to leave this guy out there just so that he can get one more inning and then I can pinch hit at the top of the inning? Things like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, baseball, their problem is not with whether we should have a DH or not or the things that we've been talking about. It's just about the offense is down, man. I mean, 237 betting average. Yeah, I was just going to say, 237. That's, and we get the goop, the goop, the goop, the goop, the goop. Well, Hopefully that fixes things. I mean, you had you and I had fun with the Garrett Cole president. What, what he said at the end of it made sense. He's like, you know, we're going to keep doing it until they tell us to stop. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come out and say that, but that's what he was meaning. Yeah, maybe without like a minute and a half of stutters before that. And yeah, uh, that, uh, that, uh, was uh, that was bad. Might have looked better. You say, man, you know what I do it? Make me stop it. But yeah. unfortunately... These guys are getting scared now because they're going to be. They're going to be implementing this. And guys have come off of it. You know what? Whit Merrifield, I played it yesterday. He said that he's good friends with the Royals pitchers. They don't do it. Yeah. And sometimes when you watch some of these <laughs> Royals starts, it leads credence to the fact. I will also say this. The Royals, I don't believe, ever participated in steroid era. Why? Balboni's 36 home runs stayed forever until Solaire beat it. But there's a point where you're saying everybody else is cheating. We're not. Cheaters are getting forward. Like the Astros got a World Series ring. That's what I'm saying. But the Royals have one. The Royals did not have a World Series ring. Like that Astros things would piss me off more. Like that would piss me off more. No doubt. Than it already does. Like now I kind of like, it's it's a joke. I mean, they were cheating. It's obvious. I can't believe no players got suspended. They're getting crap for the Red Sox fans, which is funny because they did the same damn thing. Right. And they're playing them now. But I would be more bothered had the Royals not won a ring. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of like where I sit with this whole, you know, spider tack and foreign sub- substances on the ball and all that is I don't see why, like, Garrett Cole didn't just come clean yesterday because if you've seen what the MLB did or the lack of discipline that they enforced on the Astros for cheating their way to a World Series – and no players getting suspended, you really think you're going to get suspended or fined or anything for something that you and everybody else has been doing? No, you're just going to be told, hey, you can't do that anymore. And that's fine. Come up next. I have something else. All right. Uh, baseball. Baseball. We'll talk, we'll talk football here at 630. Four players to watch. Uh, Arrowhead Pride did a great article with John Dixon and Pete Sweeney. One each on offense and defense who they're going to be watching. I have a completely different list for who I'm going to be watching for the Chiefs when we get to training camp. And some teams are not even doing their mini camps, which I think is crazy. We'll get to that. I'll talk to Fesco uh, later on this uh, hour as we talk about fun things we're going to do tomorrow. But another problem with baseball that I discussed on this night show last week, and I keep getting hit up from emails, texts, you name it, but a theory I had, Nick. I'll bring that back up next. Baby at night. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley, Nick Price. Text line, Chase Athlete Toe Service, text line, 913-576-7610. 785, I don't follow you on this one because I don't understand your text. Each game is long. True. The season is long. Another true, but television doesn't cover most games. 
it's yeah, it does. I mean, it's not like they yeah. break away. They I think cover. they're trying to say like how regional it is. Yeah, it's well, if you're gonna say they're regional, that's true. And here's a lot of things going on about. Uh, it comes down to the fact pitching is so dominant. And another one, what about the foul balls, the home runs? Like we're not hearing about the sticky substances on the balls. That is true. That I don't. You know what? Maybe TV should interview those guys. A reporter should interview those guys. Say, hey, man, can I look, look at that ball? Yeah. Like, well, that's true, though. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen somebody come out and said, man, this thing's sticking to my damn hand. Here's like, a, I haven't seen that. I mean, they switch it out like every other pitch, though, you know? Yeah. They, like, they any do. ball in the dirt or anything that has any kind of, like, contact with the ground, they're switching that ball out. So, like, how much can you actually accumulate on that ball? And a little bit of goop that, that gives you that traction. Throw right. it is off the baseball by the time <laughs> it gets the hitter. He cranks it. Right. Like and I saw goes. right before I came up here, I had ESPN on. They were doing a story on the spider attack and everything. They showed this picture of this guy's hand that was just like dripping in <laughs> yeah, spider attack. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's not doing that. He's not going to be able to throw yeah. the ball. You know, it's a little bit that these guys are using to get a little bit more spin on the ball. And some of it's out of control, think, though. Read that Sports oh, Illustrated article. Yeah. Man, it's, I mean, there's real hitters on there talking about it. Yeah. And the spin rates are up because of it. You know, it is because some of these baseballs. You know, when they're done with baseballs, they throw them in this bucket. They roll them over there, and it's authenticated. The authenticator gets it. He put a sticker, and that's what you find. He wipes off the, the spider tag. That's <laughs> what you see at the authentication stores. Like Kauffman Stadium, you can go buy game-used baseballs right, right then. Right. That's where those balls go. That's why the authenticator was chasing after Drew Butera in 2015. Right when he hugged Wake Davis, they had an authenticator running right out after him to tag the baseball. This is the winning baseball. You see what I'm saying, Nick? But the bottom line is, Charlie Blackman and other hitters are talking about this. The ball is moving like a freaking wiffle ball when it's near home plate. We're seeing 100-mile-an-hour cutters. Things are going up. Yes, they're working out more, pitching harder, whatever. But it is a right. problem. But it is a problem. Right. I mean, like, like I look at other sports, too. Like, I look at the NBA and stuff, and guys are just more athletic than they were, like, 30 years ago, yeah. right? So you're going to get a little bit of that, but I think it's become pretty apparent that baseball has not done their job when it comes to giving the batters and the pitchers an even playing field. Because, I mean, hitting a baseball, let alone a 100-mile-an-hour pitch, is like the hardest thing to do in all of sports. No, Trying to hit something no coming at you faster than you can drive your car, and it's a round object that's moving around like a wiffle ball, like you said. you got a millisecond to decide what with pitch a wooden it is. Bat. Exactly. Where like, it's, it's going to end up. I told people all the time, go, go to a batting cage and just step in there at 70. Oh, only at 70. It's insane. Dude. And see what it's like. Yeah. And then picture that going 30 miles an hour faster than that. You got to swing quick. I mean, it's amazing these hitters can catch up 100 miles an hour. Look, that part is amazing to me. Here's my theory, Nick. And, you know, we, we talked about it one night on the show. And I know a lot of people, like the younger generation, is not going to buy into it whatsoever. But I did hear from a lot of people that were the older demographic. Like me, maybe a little bit older than me, and in the in a lot older than me too. But that's baseball's demographics. If you ever looked at their demographics, it's older people watching. Yeah, right. It's older people listening. It's older people going to games. I mean, yeah, the young ones are out there, but the old people are there too. That is the demographic of baseball. Now, what they've done is yeah, they've shortened the game. We're worried about pine tar. And by the way, 
<laughs> these baseballs end up in the other dugout where they can see like the logo coming off and the seams coming off. Like they, they look at these baseballs and see what's going on. But a lot of times they're not going to tell on the other pitchers. You know why? Because their owner doing it. Right. Like a lot of time, like pine tar Pineda, when people weren't really telling on them, because yeah. their own pitchers were doing it. Like it's tough to go tattle on somebody. If it's tough to cast stones if you live in a clear house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see it. But regardless, I heard from those people and it made sense. They're tired of passwords. They're tired of apps. They're tired of all this. They like cash. And they like going to the game and getting cash, not using their ballpark app. And you know what? It's kind of a good point. And I know the stadiums have all these greeters and people that seat people. How about help grandma and grandpa feel, like work on the app? You got an app problem, I'll, I'll do it for you. Right. You have those guys there. Like you can help them their seats, whatever, but help them, you know, get into it. Like if baseball wants to make this conversion, the demographic is tired of your crap. The demographic is tired of loading ballpark app on their cell phones. If they even have a smartphone, they wouldn't use cash. And the pandemic said we couldn't. So I don't know, man. I think it's a fine line. You probably disagree with me, but I do think there is an issue because there's a lot of people that are older than me because I heard from them and they're stubborn about it, man. I ain't going until I can use cash. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't completely disagree with you at all. These like, are season ticket holders. Uh, like, I think that there's a lot of good things that the MLB is doing to try to reach the younger generation, but I also think that sometimes in that, they're forgetting about their main target audience, which is, you know, people who are older than me. Like, I'm 26 years old. I like being able to get my tickets on my phone and just roll sure. on up there, and, like, I don't use cash very much or anything like it's that. It's easy so, for you, but for you know, the other fine, person, you used to order them and get them in the mail. And uh, it, here's it's the thing, like too, shocker, though. though. Here's the thing, You're too, You're used man. to this, Nick. I'm the guy, like, I'm the kind of group of people who's buying the $15 tickets and going on buck night and slugging 12 beers in the parking lot so that I don't have to spend $15 on a beer inside. These are your diamond club people. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you got to cater to where the money's at, and I think that's, you know, not only, like, the in-ballpark experience, but just trying to get things more accessible. Like, the fact – I know we've talked about it a lot, but, like, the fact that you've got a lot of people that can't watch Royals games on whatever streaming service they have because they've been forced to switch to a streaming service, that's – I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if you really want to grow the game, you got to – I mean, you can't listen to every criticism that the older generation has. Because out of sight, out I, of mind's got to change, man. they've made some good changes when it comes to the game, but you also have to keep them in mind that, hey, these are the people that your foundation is based Here's upon. Here's another reason, Nick. The older generation has cable. Yeah. They don't have Hulu and YouTube. For instance, I'm 48. You said you're 26. Mm-hmm. I've got cable. I bet you don't. I have cable, but only on the streaming aspect of it. I don't See? have a cable box or exactly. anything like that. It doesn't plug into exactly. the wall. It's just wireless. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you're catering to the ones that can't watch. Well, they're watching it. The ones that are watching it are your target audience. The ones with money, they're going to spend it. They're the ones that want to use cash. Mm-hmm. But they're watching your product every night because they have cable. But then they get out there and they can't do the stuff they used to do. And they're like, nah, I'm done. I mean, I'm just saying, I think it's a bit of a problem. They're worried about everything else. You know, sticky stuff on the baseball, seven-inning doubleheaders and all this. They're kind of forgetting the people that watch their games. Yeah, I mean, like, personally, I like seven-inning doubleheaders, and I like the runner on second rule in extra innings and stuff like that. I think that there's certain things that baseball has done to make the game a little bit quicker and a little bit better. But at the end of the day, you can't forget about the people who, you know, 
sure. give you all this money and have been supporting you for years. Sure. We'll shift gears to football right now. There's new information, new data, as weathermen like to say. Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson, by the way. He's been talking where he wants to play. It happens to be in the AFC West, too, by the way. Rodgers or Watson, who would you take? Discuss next. Bing at night. Welcome back to Big and I, Jay Binkley. Nick Price, phone number 913-576-7610. Same as the Jay Southland Toast Service text line. Same number, 913-576-7610. From the 913, not going to pay for cable. That's fine. It's your choice. I mean, you have a choice, but then you're saying, okay, well, you don't want to watch baseball. Okay. What's well, your choice? I mean, I do want to watch the Royals. I mean, it's kind of my job, but I would do it anyway because I like watching the Royals. I'm from this town, and i got to see my Chiefs and Royals, so I pay for cable. Now, it has gone down, I'll be honest with you. It's not that bad, to be honest. But if they were just on YouTube, I'd get that. If they're just on Hulu, I'd get that. I mean, my choice is, do I want to see baseball? Yes. Well, then what do I need to do to get it? Okay, I'll go do it. So that's just... Very simple. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to pay for cable. No, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to say, okay, I'll go do it. I'll go buy it. Uh, but regardless, I'll get to the, the Sean Watson news here in just a second. But uh, this text line is going insane about well, in a good way. It's, it's going off on this topic, which is good. It's topical. And I assume this phone call is topical as well. James and Miriam, what's shaking? Hello, Bink. Hello, James. I was listening to you guys rant and rave about this, and I'm kind of in the boat, not in the boat. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I fell off the boat, but and your life raft came to save me, but I'm kind of like, I like the water. It's hot, but I don't want to be in your little tin boat. Why? Because I don't have a problem with change. I'm as old as you, Bink. Okay. I don't have cable, but you know why I don't have cable? Because streaming is cheaper. But, but in order for me to get certain things, I got to... You know, be able to be, uh, I guess, computer literate, which I am. I can manage that jazz. But when you ba- when you pay for something and then you try to watch it on that service and they tell you you can't watch it because you're in that area, but it's like, hold on, you wanted me to buy this app. You asked me what my favorite team was. I told you it was the Royals. Now I can't watch the Royals. <laughs> James, you I mean, and I are in the same boat because we're about the same age. Like we're tweeners, we man. Are. We know how to use computers. We know. Listen, we I've got I've got a we ton of apps. James, I've had we my Alexa it. turn my air conditioner on or off. All right, temperatures. Okay. You know what? All right. Just so I can have so, a radio, so I don't have to go yeah. buy a hundred TVs. Yes, to yes, yes. Right I'll now. admit it. You know, I've shut a garage door from a cell phone. I get it. But I then again, too. but then again, I, I don't like using it at the ballpark. I like to use cash, right? I'm, I'm a tweener. I like hey, I like I'm both things. You know. You know what's funny? When you, you when you back up your automobile, I still can't use that stupid cam on the back of my car. No, I don't either, man. I tell my kids, don't do it. I said, dude, turn your head. It confuses me because it doesn't give me yes. the option. I mean, I don't think – I think it's like, oh, you're lying to me, and before you know it, I'm using the camera to back up, and I'll hit somebody's car. I'd rather put my arm on yes. the other freaking uh, chair, put my head over my shoulder, and back up that way. Hey, James, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, the DMV, <laughs> when your kids take tests, they won't let them use that backup camera, will they? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they do because I told my kids not to use the camera. I've never had one. I took my uh, – Driver's license test in a 62 no with no power steering or brake. Well, so. that's see you earned it, man. Sorry. <laughs> you can drive. I parallel park with that thing, too. Now these cars can parallel park on their own, James. I know. I had to they do drive. in a car that had no power steering or no power brake, and the cop looked at me like, you're going to do this? Yeah. And you did it. Go to the test, didn't it? And 
that's the only thing I failed, but give me a break because I was too close <laughs> to the curve. Get out of here. So, uh, I mean, being, I get all this new technology stuff, but, you know, you got to leave like oh, 20% for us old people that still, because I, this might sound dumb to you, but it's awesome to me. I have a room in my house that I'm wallpapering my walls with old ticket stubs of every Royals game that I've ever been to. Yeah, I still collect halfway. them too, man. Uh, it, and it's half full. It's halfway done right now. Good. I need the other half, but no, I mean, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it unless you go okay, buy them. You know why? You're going to take pictures of your phone. No, and that's bad. Here's the bad thing. The first time this new technology hit me was when my friend said, "Let's go to the game." I said, "Sure." He's got the tickets. He, sh- he hands me a piece of paper. I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> and it was all those you print it off <laughs> on your computer. And they, but hey, whatever, dude. This new jazzle razzle yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's okay with me, but uh, I mean. You gotta. I mean, I, I'm one of those people. I have, you know, if anybody wants to rob me, you're going to be able to hear this now. I have at least a hundred dollars in cash in my pocket at all times because you never know. You know what, James? You're old school, man. Cash is faster. You can cash. You don't have to wait on an approval. Here's cash. Uh, you buy something for eighteen ten. You give the guy twenty bucks. He gives you back two dollars and ninety cents. James, I still carry a folded up hundred in my wallet because yeah, it's my dad used to do it. His dad used to do it. I tried to buy a sandwich the other day for 20 bucks, bought it yeah. on my app. I've told the story. Mm-hmm. It came to $11. Right. And they were going to take my 20 on an $11 sandwich. $9 tip. I don't mind tipping, but come on, man. $9. I said, I, said Dude, do I, do have, do you, I was like, do you have change? She goes, no. I said, well, take your sandwich back then. Right. I mean, but uh, I, yeah. I, I just wanted, I didn't even think you guys were going to let me talk on the air about this, but I do appreciate it. I appreciate it. It just so happened that I was in my car, mm-hmm. you know, running an errand or two, and I heard you guys. I'm like, dude, that's exactly. And what I told the guy that took my call, uh, I told him, it's almost like paying an athlete full time wages for part time work. Uh, that's, not, I mean, I was in the Marine Corps for a little bit. And thank I you. I didn't understand. Here's the thing I didn't understand, and this is why I get confused with all, all this new technology stuff. But I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Is we sent the part time, the the reserves over to combat first, but yet the guys like me that are doing this every day, we had to. What the hell are they sending the National Guard over to do something that, that you train me every day to do? Because I'm on active duty, I'm full timer, not a part timer. But I don't know. That's just, it's weird. <laughs> hey, James, we we can't figure things out, man. But you've adapted and overcame. Yeah, I mean, you you have. But keep this in mind, James. You're my age, probably. But keep oh, in I'm mind, 50 years, I'm 49 years old. Well, you're, you're close to me. Time. So those 10 and 20 years older than you and I, they don't get this stuff, man. Like you and I are flexible, right? Oh, they're you're not because right, my dad he had a hard time with this stuff, and he'd Thank always you. call me to help him out. And I had to, help, <laughs> yeah. and then if something was frustrating me, it would frustrate him because I I'm like, you just got to calm down, Dad. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. That's, <laughs> I get what you're saying too. The older generation, yeah. the ones that are ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. They're the greatest generation, you know. You gotta, you know, you gotta take care of them, man. It's your deal. You know, but anyway, thanks for your service, James. I appreciate you calling in, and thanks for your tour in the, in the core. I enjoy listening to you guys whenever all I right. get a chance. Thanks a lot, James. I appreciate that. James is, you know, James. James likes to take a wall, right? I still have tickets from the 1980 World Series that my mother and I went to to watch the Royals and Phillies. I have old Chiefs playoff tickets, old Royals tickets. I enjoy those. But I get it. We don't have that luxury anymore. Like having a ticket stub when you were a kid meant something, man. Oh, yeah. It meant something. It's not a picture on your phone from a ticket. No, man. It's a ticket. I had one of those like felt things up on the wall. Yeah. It was like a like a board that you could slide all your ticket stubs in. and the like concert tickets, different Chiefs games, Royals games, KU games, all that kind of stuff growing up. And it's cool. It was cool. It was cool. I... You know, I, there's something about, you know, the visual thing. I know that uh, 
like Cody and Gold are doing the, and I, I don't blame them. They, they did the NBA Top Shot for a while, right? The, the digital right. images. It, it's different than, and I know Gold clicks both, that and the cards. And it makes sense they're making money, right? Because now they're doing this. Now that everybody's getting in the image thing, which, by the way, it will crash eventually because all good things do. Um, remember when they used to build Starbucks every day? They're not doing it anymore, are they? Like every day they're coming out. All good things come to an end. Cards stay for the Babe Ruth card just sold for six million. Yeah, there's none of these images selling for six million. All right? Not yet. Well, Babe Ruth had the highest selling card last week. It was this limited pack where he's in the minors. Yeah, six million bucks. Like I still collected cards, man. But I get, but I, I'm between though, Nick. I mean, I've got all those apps. I've got the food apps. But it's a ton of passwords, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, thank goodness it, my iPhone remembers them I mean, all because the I can never. Grocery store and then Wendy's and so everybody's got a different one. I'm like, gosh, man! And then they say, "Oh, you signed up for this for your emails or anything?" Well, what's my password then? I don't know what I email I used ten years ago or right. Yahoo or Gmail. I don't know. I, I, I still. I, I just I just got mad threw my phone down and went through the drive through like we used to do. Right. Right. I know. I just uh, I hold on to that old Gmail account that I've had since I was like ten years old just because I'm terrified. That I'm going to lose access to something that I need to. But I think when it comes to like, you know, James's phone call on that is that I, you know, baseball is the oldest sport that we have here in America. Yeah. It's time that we have a little bit more of a balance of celebrating that and allowing people to go out to the ballpark and kind of forget all of these crazy things that are going on in this digital world that we have right now and just soak in a baseball game. But, but, you know? but if I'm running a business and I'm the Angels, that normally bring in three million fans a year, and they're selling tickets for thirteen bucks, and they, they're not to full capacity yet. But it doesn't matter; they're still not making their max. I mean, the Royals haven't come close to full capacity, even though they're wide open. Right. That's like, baseball, though. But but if I own a business, I take a look at it. I say, what's going on here? Why aren't you going? It's like when the Chiefs were bad in twelve. Clark Hunt went and had breakfast. We'll see what's wrong. You know, he cared. Why aren't you going? I'm going to listen to you. Tell me what's wrong. Like, listen to what people are saying. Understand your clientele. Anyway, I'll get to Aaron Rodgers next. This is for me. Bing at night. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkler, Nick Price. How you doing, Dan and KCK? We get your texts. Nick and I wanted to say hi to you. And I know I'm not old being in the yard. I've got apps. Matter of fact, my parents, man, they do like you do. They get the stream of Roku, but it's got Spectrum on the Roku, right? That's exactly what I have. Yeah. So you use Roku. Yeah. Now they have cable boxes too, because mom didn't want that. Dad was okay with Roku. Mom didn't want it. Hey, well, mom says goes, right? Yeah. So they the compromise, right? We have half cable. They have half cable, half Roku. That's how my parents have it too. They have one box that's like their main DVR in the living room. That any other TV in the house just has a Roku box. But I'm modern when it comes to things. I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, I don't mind the streaming service. That's fine. I'm good with that. But I, you know, Royals, I'll get cable. I don't mind it. I get like a thousand channels anyway, and it's not very expensive. So right. what's, what, it's AT&T. Who cares? Yeah. It's I mean, easy. My whole thing, just like to kind of wrap that up, is if you're looking at attendance as low and you're seeing that a certain demographic isn't coming to the games, 
look a little bit closer and maybe cater to them a little bit more. It, just find a happy medium. Because right. I, if I own a business, I want to take care of the people that are spending the money. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that matters to me. You want to be able to, just like if you are if you own a restaurant or whatever, you want to be able to cater to the younger people who want to come out and get happy hour drinks and everything, but you also want to cater to the people who come in with the early birds and eating at 4 o'clock and stuff like that. How about because a cash if line busy- how about a Venmo? I have people tip bartenders now with Venmo. That's crazy. I've never done that. No, I haven't either. By the way, um, Melvin Gordon was on Good Morning Football, and he had his opinions of Rodgers before I give you what Rap Sheet said about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I honestly think he he gonna stay with Green Bay. Um, so yeah, you know, I think he gonna stay with Green Bay. To be honest, just I I I, I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, you know, to heard you guys. Why do you I, think that? And just uh, well, now I guess something just came out that said that uh, what did it say that he's kind of like he's he's okay with being there. Like a lot of players are saying that the relationship can be fixed. So it's just like, right, you know, I, I think right. he's going to stay there, man. Um, you know, you can't really see him in any other color. But, mm, you know, who wouldn't true. be you know, upset with having Aaron Rodgers? So, um, but we don't have him. So, you know, we got to we gotta roll with Teddy and we got to roll with Drew. So we're so, our so guys, it's, our guy. It's a member of the Broncos saying, we think he's going to stay put. Okay. Here was Ian Rappaport on Rich Eisen's show today about Aaron Rodgers. No one has told me. And. You know, I say this, I, I do not have all the information. I have not talked to everyone involved. I have not talked to specifically Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know this for a fact, but no one has told me that Rodgers is definitely not coming to camp. No one has told me he's never playing for the Packers again unless this or this happens, unless they trade him. I mean, he's had opportunities to say publicly and to send messages privately that he wants to be traded. Um, I have not heard that. So to me, it's more of can this issue get solved before training camp rather than a stare down. Like there have been in-person meetings, as we know, in California and Green Bay. Um, There have been contract negotiations. There's been an offer from the Packers. Obviously, it is not something that Aaron Rodgers has accepted. And, you know, you don't always accept the first offer, as everybody knows. Uh, But to me, it's more of of an issue that needs to be solved rather than a stare down. And it's just so interesting to hear – you know, some of Aaron Rodgers' friends, including one who works in our network, James Jones, talk about how it's fixable. That is what I believe, too. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, the question is, is uh, when does something like that happen? In the meantime, Jordan Love apparently had a very good day today. And Ooh. yes. And but that's but all of that's well, you know, look, the bottom line is, you know, he, he's going to have a have to have a ton of good days just to even get ready for the New Orleans Saints. And Cam, I mean, Cameron Jordan is just licking his chops literally right now. I mean, if we stop talking, we could probably hear it wherever Cam Jordan is appearing. And I've got Malcolm Jenkins on tomorrow's show. And that may or may not come up as a conversation piece. But, um, you know, the 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 ultimate thing is that that kind of does help Green Bay right now that the kid's getting his reps and getting his sea legs under him and a little bit going on and working a little bit of a lather up. That is helpful to Green Bay today. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this because, like, we all have spent, you know, the last couple of weeks wondering if Rodgers is going to show up to minicamp and then he doesn't show up and then we all have, you know, we send Tom Palacero, my esteemed colleague, to Green Bay to talk about Rodgers just not being there and all of this is treated as something that is very important. 
I'm not sure I see a downside for anyone with Rodgers not being there, except maybe that he has to get fined, but sort of who cares. Um, it's good that Jordan Love gets the reps. It's nice for the Packers to see what they have. I've talked to plenty of people who like what Jordan Love did last year, thought it's going fine, but have literally no idea how good of a quarterback he's going to be because he hasn't played in games and he hasn't gotten the reps. Nobody knows. Just like nobody knew what kind of quarterback Aaron Rodgers was going to be when he was in his second year. So more reps for Jordan Love is good. Rodgers staying out of harm's way is good. You still need to get this whole thing fixed, but I don't really get any negative anything from Rodgers not being a minicamp at all. I think it's funny because if he ends up in Denver, what time is he going to have? Like, are they going to be stalling the first five weeks, six weeks, you know, not being contingent for the division like Tom Brady last year? Don't forget that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers machine wasn't really rolling at first. No. They didn't win their division. People were trashing the Buccaneers. I remember Trez and I would talk about the Bucs all year saying, man, this team's going to turn it on. This team's good, a good team. They're going to come about. But the longer he waits, the, the funnier it gets, to be honest with you. They're, yeah. they're in a rock and a hard place. No, I think, I think he's, he's going stubborn. back, though. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, and there's there's a Melvin Gordon said I think he's going back. Right, and I think that you would hear a little bit more substance when it comes to the rumors, other than like, oh, he hasn't showed up yet. Well, that's pretty another, much what we got. There's another elite quarterback that might end up in Denver because he wants to. I'll get to that, but first, Bob Fesco next because we're going to talk about what we're going to do tomorrow on six ten day. Bob next. Bing at night. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Nick Price. Well, tomorrow's 610 day. We're going to move everything around. I will not be at nights. I will be with Bob Fesco between 10 and 2. Carrington will be in the morning with Alex Gold. 5.58 a.m. Hopefully Carrington's getting some early sleep. Just watch his Twitter account. See if he's tweeting at 10 and 11. Because you know he's going to stay up watching the playoffs. He's going to stay up watching the Royals. Alex brought that up. That is a kicker, man. With these Royals games getting over so late. Tell like, me about it. Like, he watches them till the end. Like, we all do. But I don't have to get up to crack it down like they do. Yeah, I was lucky that I didn't have to follow a morning show after last night. You and Vern got done at 1. 1, one o'clock? Yeah, 1. Remember that time Vern got done at, like, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. It was that St. Louis game back in like 14. It was like a rain delay. Mm-hmm. He was here all night. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think he was leaving as Fesco's coming. <laughs> Passing in the hallway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done that show plenty of times. It's fun. I, I don't mind it. You get, I mean, you're done at 10 o'clock. I mean, how can you complain about that? I mean, you're done at 10 a.m. So you just roll on and do it. It's, it's very simple. Hell, I've done the Chiefs post game and then done that show. Until 2 a.m. And then turn around and just went out to my car, sat and listened to the sports radio, grabbed some roller food, a quick trip, and boom. When they had roller food, it wasn't pandemic or anything. But uh, regardless, uh, oh, Bob Fesco's on the line. We'll talk. We have some special guests. Some special guests lined up tomorrow between 10 and 2. Here's Bob. My pleasure to be joined on the hotline by, uh, well, my co-host tomorrow between 10 and 2 is we're celebrating 610 day. You get it? It's a six-month. The tenth day, six ten day. His name is Bob Fesco from Fesco in the Morning. What's up, Bob? What's going on, Jay? Man, I'm excited about tomorrow. I can't wait to work with you. You know what? I'm excited about it too, Bob. It's fun. We're going to mix it up. We're going to have some fun. Um, the only thing is, make sure you go to the bathroom on time because that show has those long segments. 
I got you. I mean, we do some pretty long ones in the morning as well, so I, I think I'll be okay. I'm more worried about you than anything. Everybody yeah. thinks you're going to fall asleep in like hour three. <laughs> you know, it's funny we say that because I used to do that time slot for so long, but then, you know, I've been filling in from time to time with the different fellas there, and I was like, man, you guys go a long time. So when you got to go, you got to go. That's just my first piece of advice, Bob. Uh, but we're going to have fun tomorrow, man. We're gonna, we have some good guests uh, to promote tomorrow, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think we do. I mean, we're going to kick things off with mm-hmm. Ryan Lefever, one of the, uh, the voices of the Kansas City Royals. Always great to talk to mm-hmm. Ryan. I think him and Denny together on, on the radio are so just awesome. It's been, you know, like 20 years plus now that they've been together, and, and they're really funny and awesome. And so I can't wait to talk to Ryan about, you know, this baseball team and, and, and where they are right now on the West Coast playing, uh, you know, the Angels, and then, of course, on to Oakland beginning on a Thursday night. So we, we've got that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk to former NFL executive uh, Mark Ross, who won two Super Bowls with the Giants and also worked with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Excited about that. And then we're going to talk to uh, Bobby Wood Jr., who we had a chance to catch up with earlier today. You and I recorded <laughs> an interview with him. And, uh, I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. I guess I'm burying the lead there, aren't I? No, that's fun. That's fun. I'm glad you were talking about it. we got a little little uh, Major League Baseball with Lefevre. We've got some uh, NFL talk with Mark Ross, and I really enjoy talking to him. He can talk about the, you know, the constructing the building, what the Chiefs did in the offseason, and just the importance of what they're doing. This guy won two Super Bowls in New York, so he knows exactly how to build these teams. And then, of course, Bobby Witt Jr., with, with, with the moment that he had last night, touching home plate or not, he, he'll tell us the answer. Well, and, and I think he touched home plate, Jay. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched that play. We've all watched that play over and over again, even – you know, Patrick Mahomes thought he touched home plate. Yep. So I think once Patrick Mahomes weighs in and gives him his opinion on something, then it's got to be something that we, you know, we 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 kind of take as gospel because Patrick's never wrong about anything. And the only person that truly knows is Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah, that is true. And, he, and even if you know he didn't touch home plate, the umpire's down there brushing it off and everything like yeah. that. And so you got to think his foot kind of came across home plate. But I guess it. You know, it goes to show you, you got to kind of be like Robert Moore in that Arkansas game and really stomp on home plate really hard like that to accentuate that you're home. And then, you know, maybe people get mad at you for taunting because in baseball, that's what we do now with these unwritten rules now that LaRusso's yeah. in the game. And so, you know, it's like one way or the other. Either you, you drag your foot across and forget to touch it or you stomp on it and people get mad. But you got to be careful, though, Bob. Remember what happened to Kendrick Morales with the Angels? Leg shattered. Absolutely missed an entire season because yeah. of that. But, you know, it worked out good for us here, though, in Kansas City, Jay, because we were able to yeah. get it, right? Yeah. I'm with you. There's two things I want to know from you tomorrow, Bob, but you don't have to give me the answer tonight. Sleep on it. Is it necessary to do home run trots? Well, we put the guy on first base with uh, intentional walks. Just go straight down the first base. Don't have to even throw the pitches. Is it important or not? Chew on that for a minute, Bob, and we'll talk maybe some unwritten rules tomorrow. I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah, I'm sure it will, and, and and I think you know, Jay. For me, I, I think the home run trot is is fun and exciting. I think it's something that you know we need to have more of. Obviously, with with the home run trot, like Tatis does, where he gets towards third base yeah. and kind of takes a step back and has a little dance. Like those are the fun moments in baseball that for so long they like shied away from or whatever. Like it really kind of started with the bat flip. That's an exciting move in baseball. I I just think right now there are so many you know, just different kinds of things and ways that you can have excitement brought into this game. And quite honestly, this game needs excitement right now, man. It's like strikeout or home run. And, and, and that used to be just Steve Balboni. Now it's like everybody 
is either striking out or hitting a home run in this game. And, you know, they, they've got to find fun and get fun back into this ball game because that's what fans want. People love the NFL because it's fun, you know? Yeah, I think we're going to see it, though, because usually, you know, these guys would come up to the league, you know, like the Mike Trouts, and et cetera, and they'd, they'd, they'd fit right in. They'd mold right in. They'd get that unwritten rules and understand what it is. But I just think with the influx of the Tatises of the world, the Vlad Grote Juniors, and, and maybe the Bobby Witts, and the way that the college baseball's going – I don't know, man. A lot of influx of, of new rules, new school type of guys. So I have a feeling baseball might be torn that corner here in about five years. Well, I, I don't know that it can wait five years, though, Jay. There's a lot of exciting players in this game right now who want to show their personalities. I mean, look, just, just Fernando Tatis Jr. I've become a guy that watches just about every Padres game now at night because of Fernando Tatis yeah. Jr. He has got me watching that team. Obviously, along with Hosmer and Machado and, you know, their whole entire lineup, Will Myers. I mean, it's, it's a fun, fun ball club to watch, and that's what you want. And, you know, even in, in Chicago, you know, you've got some guys that can play the game, you know, that, that are fun to watch play. I know we're not supposed to like the White Sox and whatnot, but, man, they, Tim Anderson is fun to watch play baseball. There's guys on the Royals that are fun to watch play baseball, like Whit Merrifield and Andrew Benintendi right now. And I, I wish baseball would just kind of get away from that old-school approach of, you know, everybody's got to be respectful of the game and all of that kind of stuff because there is an area for fun to be had in baseball that lets the personalities of the players show. And when the personalities of the players show, you become fans. I, I, I've been saying for the last couple of months now that, you know, this, this organization, Major League Baseball, needs to really get in bed with TikTok. And, and Charlie D'Amelio, who has the most followers on TikTok, her and her family, Every kid watches them. She's a hundred and some million followers on TikTok. Baseball needs to kind of get in with TikTok and, and, and you yeah. know, go that route and, and become, you know, that fun sport that the kids are loving. Again, like we did when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah, we got to get the younger generation to enjoy baseball. Baseball's slanted towards the older generation. You know that. That's what the demographics say. Baseball's got a lot of issues they're working on here and there. To me, that's a problem, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it more tomorrow, Bob. But I had a conversation a couple nights ago um, where I had fans call in, why aren't you going to the game? I was curious, why aren't you going to the game? And a lot of callers I had, Bob, and a lot of text I received was, you know, it's the older generation. They're tired of downloading passwords. They're tired of downloading apps. They like to use cash, right? When they go buy a hot dog and stuff, I know they need to change. And they're starting to change with, you know, the ballpark app and everything we got to do. But baseball's got to find a way to blend that old with the new because, you know, their baseball's trying to, you know, gear towards these young superstars. But then there's also the older demographic that's right now carrying the bacon for this league. They need to be concerned about them. They all mean to meet in the middle somewhere. But uh, we'll discuss that tomorrow, Bob. Yeah, that, 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 you're right about that. But, Jay, you made a great point the other night because I heard that discussion. And you're like, you know, Major League Baseball is trying to get all this kind of new technology in, yet their fan base is the old school group who doesn't <laughs> you're, want to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're missing them. To, you're, you're missing the people that are there for you, right? <laughs> But, you know, it, it's so easy with the technology yeah. these days to have that ballpark app on your phone. How about help it, them it's out? A, it's a glorious app, too. How about help them out? You know, instead of sit, you know, the people that greet you and sit you at your seats, sit sit with grandma and grandpa and teach them how to download the app. Make it easy yeah. on them. Help them out. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair point, man. But but also some folks don't even have smartphones yet. You know, well, now I know like 90% of America does, but yeah. there's still some that don't. Help them out, Bob. Help them out. It's a new position, new jobs being created right now. I'm saying this right now. But anyway, Bob Fesco from Fesco in the Morning will sleep in a little bit. Uh, we're 10 to 2. 
Uh, tomorrow we're doing six ten day. It'll be clean or clean and uh, Cody Tap in the afternoons with Rain Wachowski, uh War with Dusty Likens, and in the mornings you have uh, C Dot, Alex Gold, and uh, Rob Britton. So it's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a lot of uh, mixing, and we have Garth Brooks tickets before they go on sale. So make sure you're listening. That's right. Twelve twenty, we'll be giving away Garth Brooks tickets, and, and I'm going to spring this on you now because I know the answer is going to be yes, but. I'm dropping my car off at Bob Allen Ford at 7 o'clock in the morning. Can you take me there after the show so I can pick up my car? <laughs> Whatever you need, Bob. Thanks, Jay. Whatever you need. Whatever you need, I'll do it. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, Bob. Sounds good. Bye. There you go, Bob Fescord. How far is that dealership? That can't be too far, right? I don't know. I'm sure it's He's not. like, hey, you mind dropping me off down the street? And it ends up being like 45 minutes away. I mean, I don't mind. It's a, it's a, it's a friend's do, right? You, oh, yeah. You, you know. You got to be there for you guys. Yeah, you do. Because, I, I mean, if I had to do something like that, I'd. You know, ask him. You know, no problems there. The real killer is Wachowski because you know he's tying one on because he's doing afternoons. You know he is. Oh, yeah. Like, he can't do Well, I mean, not saying he doesn't do it, but it's harder to do it when you got to get up so early. Right. Like, this is your chance right here. Wednesday night. Like, I would be disappointed if I didn't have tweets from Wachowski at a local brewery because he likes doing that. Like, I would be really upset if I didn't have a picture from a brewery from Ryan Mikowski. Yeah. Or on the back porch having a nice beer. He can do this now. Dude, it's just like in college when you got an 8 a.m. class on Thursdays. But on Wednesdays, you don't start until 11. Yeah. So, hey, Tuesday night. Well, the funny thing the is night. they have to get back up early yeah. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like this no. bleeds into the weekend. No, you know no, no. Not at all. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Well, yesterday I kind of surprised Nick because uh, Vern's coming up at 730. Vern, uh, Rose has got to stop the streak. Uh, you can't let this bad boy go any longer. Big baby Brad Keller, shut him down. I mean, this, is, this is not, this isn't Coar making his debut. It's not the youngster Boobich, even though I like the way he's pitching this year. This is Brad Keller, who's 4 and 1 in his last five road starts. The Royals have won all five of his last five starts. This is the guy to shut things down against a team that's number one in baseball with runners in the scoring position. It's a good baseball team. Not only that, they have a 268 average with two outs. So it's, it's a tough team. It's a tough team. We come back. Kareem Jackson, who used to be a teammate of a certain player that may end up in Denver, who wants to go to Denver, not saying he's going to. He's got some things to work out first. I'll have that for you. Plus, I'll put Nick on the clock again as we play three strikes for absolutely nothing. Next. Bing at night. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Nick Price, Josh Vernier. Vern. 7.30, Vern's on deck show. Getting you set for big baby Brad Keller going tonight. Whit Merrifield leads off playing second. Um, Carlos Santana first bates past second. Ben attending in left field bats third. Sal Perez cleans up at catcher tonight. Solaire behind him, followed by Dozier, Gutierrez, Taylor, Lopez, and Keller. By the way, your guy, Olivari, sent back today. Ah, sucks, man. He's been playing well. Making room for Carlos Hernandez. Fine. Well, the one quarterback where the news kind of stopped, it was hot and heavy there for a while, Deshaun Watson. Then obviously he has his own legal troubles. Could he still end up somewhere? Like, I was surprised because the, the Texans called off their minicamp, right? And I'm saying, okay. So you can't find Watson for not being there. But again, like, he probably has a reason not to be there. <laughs> like, a different reason than Aaron Rodgers. Like, I would still have minicamps. I mean, you might as well. Take them bowling or something. Just keep the team together. But anyway, Cream Jackson was on uh, your guy from KU, Akeem Tlaib's. Were you there when he was there? No. 
Okay, Keep the Leaps podcast. Still my guy. And he was talking about Deshaun Watson, where he wants to end up. Yeah, I got a, I got a great relationship with Deshaun. I've been talking to him the last couple of weeks, man, and and like all he's been all he's been telling me is like, look, Jack, just tell him like, Come that's where me. I want to be. Like he like that's where I want to be. I'm like, man, you see the setup, the line straight. He see the setup. He he like, man, listen, that's why I, he like I want to be in Denver. I want he's like in in. Like during the time while I was going through, you know, my little free agency thing, and, and I end up signing back here. Before I signed, he called. He was like, "Man, are you gonna sign?" I was like, "I don't know. I ain't sure yet." He was like, "Well, you know, let me know what you're gonna do, whatever, whatever." And I signed back. He was like, "Listen, man, tell him that like, I want to be in Denver." It's safety Cream Jackson who played with Deshaun Watson, Houston. Now he's playing for the Denver Broncos on Catching Fades podcast with the Keep to Leap. That can't be good. In Denver's locker room, man, because Teddy's trying to, to win a job. Drew Locke's trying to keep the job, and you got teammates talking. Well, Gordon wasn't going to bite on that, but now you got Cream Jackson talking about Deshaun, which I ask you, who would you rather have? Now, say say the Watson's legal troubles, all that's taken care of. Watson is has won a game against Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers probably can play one, two, three, who knows how many years before he takes over Jeopardy. But Watson... If all things clear, that's quarterback for a decade. The team has not beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning in 2015. So you're saying, like, as a like a Chiefs fan, who would I rather see in the division? Yeah, because you'd be facing them all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, then I guess it would be Aaron Rodgers, right? Because you'd think that all else aside, you know, Deshaun Watson comes out of this thing clean. We're not taking that into consideration. He's going to be the quarterback there for the next 12 years or something. Yeah. Where, like, Rodgers, even if he gets to Denver and he's like, oh, wow, this is great to have an ownership group and a GM that actually care about my opinion. I love football again. Still, I mean, like, he's probably only going to play, like, another five years yeah, or Rogers something like Rodgers complains that. a lot. I don't think Watson would. I think, I think Watson's lost it. No. Either way, though, I mean, like, just from a c- competition standpoint, it would be cool to have another team in the AFC West that the Chiefs were competing with. Everybody like says the same. Everybody says it's gonna be the Chargers. Everybody says I, I like okay, do we'll something see. first. We'll see. Like I'm from the show me state. Show me. Like the Browns did. They went out and won a playoff game, right? Right. Chargers, everybody loves them every year. They do it this year too. They love them. Got a one year defensive coordinator, head coach, do something. All right. Three strikes now. All right, here we go. Last night I kinda surprised you with this, but you were here last night. And hopefully you were paying attention. I'll start with the same question I used the night before. See how attentive you were. Name three pitchers that pitched last night for the Kansas City Royals. All right, so Bubich started. Yes. And then Bolaños came in, threw some great innings. Good one. Good and then, one. Two uh, innings, and then, five Ks. Yeah, yeah. And then we had um, Brents and then Stalmont close it out. I asked for three, you gave me four. Yeah, I watched the game. I was working. Like, like how good can that be? So right. you did a nice job there. All right, we'll move on to a different category. This one's Royals history. Right. You've moved down around a little bit. You're, you're from Kansas City, but you still had your stops other places. You followed the Royals extensively since 2010 or five. Yeah, four around five. then, yeah. All right. Name me three players in the top ten all-time of Royals home runs. Of Royals home runs? Well, George Brett. <laughs> free space. The you free got space. it. Number one, 317. Right. I'm going to say. And by the way, he's the only one over 200. I know Salvi. Because he moved up a spot. He's sixth all-time with 166. Still a ways to catch. And then uh, how about Alex Gordon? 
Alex Gordon's number four. Played 100 with years With 190. Here. Mike yeah. Sweeney's number two. Remember? Yeah, I Sweeney was my guy back in the day. Like People keep forgetting about Sweeney, yeah. especially with the ribs. Like the all-time RBI. You know, people were forgetting Sweeney. But you, you nailed those, Nick. So you're, you're two for two in those categories. Now, I'll ask you another question. Name three Royals that had hits last night. Uh, Witt. He had that bunt single. He's got a nine-game hitting streak yep. going. Um, let's go Salvi. He ripped that one. Salvi has a hit. He's and one for four. Hans or Alberto with the two doubles last night. He's got a five-game hitting streak. Yeah, he's probably the best Hans player Alberto. we had on the field last I night. I saw people say, what's DFA Alberto? I said, why? No, man. The guy's he's he's so versatile, too. He can play he's so many versatile. different spots. You need spots. a guy like that. Now, yeah. to start, no, but as a role player, yes. Yeah. Hans or Alberto... Michael A. Taylor would have been one, and Olivares, who's back on his way to Omaha, would have been the other. See, it's so much better when I like work the game the night before and I actually watch it rather than turning it off after two innings because see, that's I what gave the girlfriend you two wanted. of the game and one of the all-time roles. Would yeah. you use George Brett as your free space? Yeah, right. I mean, if not, I probably would have said Mike Sweeney. Think about that. The only Royal to even be over two hundred home runs, you end up with three seventeen. Think about that for a minute. No, that's wild. It is wild. It is wild. But it's Brad Keller tonight, six and four, five five ERA uh, versus Griffin Canning, four and four with the five eight two four game losing streak on the line. They need this one. They need this one. You can't let four turn in the five, especially before you go rolling into Oakland for four. Who's in first place in that division? You say, well, but you know, weird things do happen. I mean, it's not to say, like, would I be shocked if the Royals swept the A's now because it's baseball and weird things happen? I mean, I'm not counting on it. What Vern wanted what? Three wins on the road trip? Three or four. I forgot what it was. Something like that. And Vern will tell you. Vern will tell you. He's on next. He's probably listening to this. Vern will tell you exactly what's going on. Don't forget Bobby Wood Jr. On with uh, Bob Fesco and I tomorrow, 10 to 2. So we'll enjoy uh, that. Brad Keller. Royals have won five of his last five starts. So... Big baby, get the job done tonight. Anyway, I had a lot of fun. Uses great callers, great textures. Thanks to Nick Price for producing the operation. Have fun with Vern tonight. Oh, I will. Always do. Vern's on deck show next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.